after the show, Elegant Scale, you have a moment to recover, right? To rest and try and get your get your head together. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly try and get rid of these these shadows that are flickering in the corner of your vision, just threatening the potential of violence. I imagine being a tremendously accomplished magician, uh, you could probably exorcise them by yourself. I would like to do that. I imagine it's a magic roll. Right. And because it's a mild consequence, you're aiming for plus two or better, I think. Okay. Well, I got... um... Uh, it was a flat zero, so that would be plus four with my magic. Yep, that's absolutely plenty, plenty, plenty. So you can now rename that um, shadow dogged thing to something that reflects a more mild version. Like maybe you're still just shaken from the experience or something, or maybe there's like a, a lesser manifestation at this point. Okay. Think of it as the difference between like broken arm and splintered arm. Okay, gotcha. If you're going to present Hollis's proposal to the group, I think that's probably a good kind of quick talky scene to do. Cool. Um, We can assume it's dinner time again. (laughs) I would want to make sure that we are away from any other people, though. I mean, that's fair. You can, you know take food inside someone someone's um cabin caravan probably mine because yours has somewhat more space and mine is roomy for me uh so yes i i will make sure that everyone is assembled in my tent and um so i looked at the violin and there was nothing physically wrong with it um the blood was smeared um, I cannot tell when. Um, Hollis has presented an option to send it off to someone who will know more about magical items, but we would need to reacquire the violin, which is not something that I am particularly good at. But she'll notice it's missing. And we'll she look suspicious. Needs it. She's so attached to that thing. She will notice it is missing, but she will not notice right away if we do this properly. And hopefully she will not notice who took it. I'm not necessarily opposed to mischief and mayhem, but what are you talking about? Something is not right about that violin. And I fear that if she keeps it, she obviously does not understand what happened, and it might happen again. Neither do I. You all just went a bit weird and then she had hysterics. You were crying over someone who died. You were saying, you died. You are dead. It was very strange, it was very disturbing, and I do not want to have it happen again. Now, have I regained any memory of that part of yesterday? I think certainly with your memory being jogged in that way, um, 
you you have some memories. It's, it's like trying to remember a dream, you know. Okay, but I don't. It's it's not like time skip between sideshow and no, all over. no. I think it's more like certainly from your perspective, it's kind of like you had a breakdown, you know. Yeah. Like you don't you you aren't like left with like oh no everything is is in fact perfectly fine and I was just out in the hills for some reason you know it's more hmm something bad happened and then I was in the hills you know <laughs> right sure so it's more like waking sleepwalking than time skip yeah if you've ever had a very bad high on weed I haven't but I've been really feverish sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fever dream is a really good, um, really good analogy. Okay. I. I have no idea what was going on with me yesterday, but that doesn't mean it was magic. Tavolo. Lorca looks at him very seriously. Mm -hmm. You might not understand what happened, but I do. And Scale does as well. You don't have to believe in it. You don't even have to understand it, but you have to know that we do. We saw something there, something that you were talking to, and we saw something come out of that violin and try and attack Scale. You understand that this is... this is serious. I'd normally be quite against taking the tools of her trade away from a fellow performer, but in this case, I think it would be better for the entire circus. Still, I fear that we would look, well, particularly guilty. I mean, if it just goes missing today... We will look exactly as guilty as we will be. If you if you seriously want to steal it, you're going to have to pin it on someone. Everyone knows there's a bit of a rivalry between you two. Everyone knows that we were around while she was having her breakdown yesterday. If it goes missing, we're going to be the first on the carpet. Who are you going to send it to, Vess? Good question. And are they paying? Uh, is Hollis here? Um, if you want Hollis to be here, and if everyone would have said what they said with Hollis here, then Hollis can be here. Whatever. I don't think I would have said exactly what I said with Hollis here. <laughs> um, I think Hollis could probably be found. I can, I can bring Hollis here to fill in the details. Um... I believe it would be going to a spider house. I believe that Hollis has an employer there. Um, Before all this happened, Hollis went in that direction and I followed him. That is why I was there. Um, He said something about a prophecy, but he does not seem to know much more. I am, I will admit that I am a little bit hesitant to send something so powerful off to another spider, but 
I do know of the spider that I believe it would be sent to. And I do know that she would definitely have more information. And I think that information would be powerful. The other option is we just destroy it. And then we know nothing, but it also still doesn't bother us again. I'm apprehensive about sending this to a spiderkinden as well. I mean, I trust you, Vess, and I know you trust Hollis. Well, I wouldn't go so far. Well, then you understand that your people, spiders, they they will use any leverage that they can to get what they want. There's no saying that if we give this object to this mystic that they'll do anything else other than try and manipulate us with it to use it for their own advantage. Put it in a little museum of their own and we never see a penny. I mean, you are fully correct. We don't know. I just know that I do not know what happened out there and I would like... I would like answers. And... Unless you know of someone else we could send it to, this seems like our best option of getting answers. We definitely don't want to steal it and then keep it somewhere on one of us. Well, you know Kandai is going to tear through all of our belongings as soon as it's missing. Precisely, which is why it can't stay with us. It has to go somewhere. Or it has to be broken. Objects like that don't just suddenly appear. She had to have gotten it from somewhere. Yes. Has anybody talked to her about it? She doesn't talk to anyone. I did try when she was still hysterical, though, so I don't really expect her to have given any answers. I could... I could maybe... Ask Yanov. Hmm. Even if he doesn't know where she got it, you'll get a coherent response out of Yanov. That's fair. I don't like to use them, but I do have ways of getting the answers that I need or want. Um, which is always something that we can use if we need to. Ways that would... Ways that would hurt her, or...? No. I don't know. That seems like it would depend even more interest on us. Wouldn't yes. she realize that it was your art? Yes. Then she would know that you've been manipulating her. Yes. Which is why I... Well, that's not why I don't like to use it. That is <laughs> part of why I don't like to use it. I also just don't feel that it is ethical. But in a pinch, so to speak... I don't think we're that desperate. Not yet. I would like I would like to cut in that um like the Spiderkind and more direct art manipulation things are a thing that people know that Spiderkind can do. They know when it's been done and part of and part of the skill of being a good Spiderkind is making the person understand that, you know, you were just trying to get them to loosen up. It was it was perfectly innocuous and friendly. And there are other things like, like the glamour is just, like, Spiderkin and glamour is just really uh, more of kind of makeup than anything else, right? It's, it's an effect on you rather than on them. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to surprise anyone 
for a spider to be being manipulative in artful ways. Well, I need this job. I need to stay here. I can't risk that by becoming a fugitive for a theft. Mm, gotta say, I'm not looking to get fired. I mean, neither am I. So let's just talk to her. You talk to her. I will bring her a cup of tea. And see if I can get her to talk to me. Okay, should we cut to that scene? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, before we do that, can I do a stunt? Oh, go for it. Um, I would like to use Connoisseur to learn uh, Candea's aspects. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Of course. (laughs) Um, Got a little nibble. uh, Yeah, so you've tasted tasted her blood. So, yeah, you can make a lore roll. Okay. I think this is like your one shot to use Connoisseur without getting a fresh taste. That is three. Okay, uh, that's a hit. So, you learn the aspect, and I guess if you want to make a note somewhere, you can take a like a free invoke on it next time it next time you have a scene with her or something. Okay. Um, actually, I tell you what I'll do. Notionally, like creating advantages like always within the scene, but that doesn't make sense in this case. So what I'll do is, um, you kind of you can pass this free invoke to um to Vess, um. And Vess can, like, have it, if that works for you. If I um, can find... Because that's going to be the next scene anyway. Yeah, if I can find a way to uh, make it seem like I know these things rather than having tasted them. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you can go, hey, I'm a magician. Alright, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know I'm a magician, and I have used magic ways to discover this thing. Don't ask more questions, please. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, you learn the you learn the aspect dead inside. Like both in a kind of metaphorical way and slightly in a metaphysical way. She's not like a revenant, right? Um, But like, something terrible has happened to her, or possibly she's done something terrible. Um, And she's both, um, you know, just kind of reacting to trauma by shutting down. Um, And also she's it's kind of damaged her spiritually to an extent she's not quite as seated in her body as she should be so yeah um it, we can take it as red you convey this to Bess if you would like to do so um was that the only aspect i get from her yeah yeah um okay that's that's what you get it's one thing so i convey to Verse that I've seen how she acts and how she talks, and that she is obviously suffering from some past trauma. She's very fragile, and to be cautious about her and about prying too deep. Okay, we open the next scene. Um... In that kind of, in that kind of outer, I guess like residential camp, right? Um, out further away from the tents, where mostly people with like larger families tend to set up, or people who like are 
camp followers of various kinds, like cobblers and um, other uh, cobblers, tinkers, people who aren't like directly involved with the main business of the circus, right? And it's, you know, it's a bright, sunny day. Um, there's a lot of like children kind of running around, laughing, chasing each other, and older people um, doing chores or idling. And out in kind of the centre of this ring of um, caravans and tents, you have Yanov uh, parked out in front of Kandaya's um, cabin, shirtless and immensely furry, <laughs> putting that axe to work, uh, splitting firewood. He kind of like eyes you somewhat warily, but not ho exactly hostile as you approach. Good day, Yanov. I have a cup of tea for Kandia. I, I, I would like to talk to her about the yesterday um, and and calm her and sort of reassure her uh, because she does seem very disturbed. He sucks his teeth and says, Well, she won't want to talk to you. Might be asleep, honestly. I mean, I'll, I'll see if she's awake. It is always good to have more than one friend in camp. It can be so lonely. I can assure you that I can ease some of her burdens by letting her talk to me. Ah, uh, that that really kind of gets right to him. Because yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see. I'll see if she'll see. Kind of sets down the axe and kind of knocks gently on her door, and then just steps inside. And like a. Like, a, a couple of minutes later, he'll kind of step out again and says, Uh, yeah, she'll she'll chat with you a bit. Um, don't, don't press her, though. She's had a hard time. Of course not. I can, I can sense that. Uh, uh he kind of nods, kind of accepting, Ha, spider things. Ah, <laughs> uh, nobody trusts a spider, but everyone trusts this spider. Um, <laughs> and, um... He'll kind of like, he'll he'll prop the door open, um, and kind of you know like, he's the the the, the stump that he's um, chopping. I suppose he's not. Yeah, yeah. The stump that he's chopping on is kind of close close enough to the door that he can sort of keep a little bit of an eye on, keep an ear out for raised voices, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and and Vess will walk in, looking like the most trustworthy person you could possibly imagine uh, their features somewhat softened, their hands a little a little aged and perhaps looking a bit like uh, a grandmother mm. um, This is your glamour, huh? Yes, yes yeah. um, Okay, so inside this is like you know, this is a small like yeah, it's a small, it's a small little cabin, right? Um, mm -hmm. Small enough for like one beetle to, one beetle and not even a particularly big strong one to drag it. And it is, if you didn't, if she wasn't in here right now, it would be hard to tell that anyone was living in it at all. Like, there is no clutter, there's no keepsakes, you know? Mm. There's a couple of dirty dishes and like, the bed, uh, she's kind of, she's kind of like sat, kind of tucked up, 
not tucked up, uh, with her knees like tucked to her chest at the head of the bed. But like there is no, there are no personal effects. Mm. And she kind of like looks at you fairly warily. The events of yesterday were so, so stressful and I wanted to come and bring you a nice calming cup of tea. This is my own recipe. I make it myself. It's just some flowers and herbs that I find very relaxing. Um, and I thought perhaps, perhaps you could use another friend. It, it seemed like a lot to go through and a lot to carry on your own. I know sometimes, something, sometimes difficult things are easier to carry when someone can help you carry them. If you know what I mean. Okay. Um... I think this is sort of a an empathy role with a bit of variable success to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so we'll say that like with a fair role, you can get her to open up some, and then the more you get, the more you get, basically, right? Gotcha. And I do add the two to the glamour, or for the uh, glamour. Yes, yes, you do, because you're in like close conversation with a single person who you've tailored your glamour to. Yeah. Excellent. Great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's right. I guess it. Yeah, I guess technically, like this is a create an advantage role or equivalent. Information mm-hmm. gathering is te- is typically create an advantage. So yeah. Okay. Seven. Okay, that is extremely good. Yeah. So, I think at this point, like, I, I mean, technically, I'll grant you, you can retcon this into an, a you know thing with free invokes on it, right? But. Mostly the effect here is, like, she's going to open up a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. So she takes a while to warm up. Like, she'll sit. She will take the tea. And she sort of, to start with, like, there's a while where she just sort of raises it to her lips and then puts it down kind of over and over again before she finally, like, takes a sip and then starts actually drinking it. Mm-hmm. And then she just... Eventually, like, you are very good at this, right? You know when to talk and when to stay silent. Mm-hmm. And after a while, um, she'll open up a little, say, thank you. It's nice to talk to someone, I suppose. You seem nice. I'm sorry, I was... I don't know. You don't need to apologise. Uh, like she seems genuine, she seems a little startled when you talk, and she shuts up for a while again, and then she kind of like gathers her proverbial courage and says, "Just there are so many people who want to hurt me, and and I just it's frightening. And when that uh, Lorca." Lorca? Lorca? I don't know. When the... Um, when that um, woodlouse man he tried to take my violin, I was... I can't. I'm not safe without it. And and besides, it wouldn't be right. I can't leave... I can't leave him behind. You pick up on the him. Mm-hmm. 
I make a mental note of it, but I'm not going to bring it up at this moment. Um, I think you, you have just rolled a plus seven, so I'm kind of inclined to give you a lot if you want to keep asking. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a very special violin while I was cleaning it. I, I noticed it is not made of wood. I've never seen a violin like that. Where, where did you come across it? The moment you mention kind of like noting that it's not made of wood, she visibly like freezes and goes back into that kind of like statue mode. Um, she didn't really like the idea of talking about that, but but you are so kind and approachable, you know? Mm-hmm. And eventually, like, if you, you know, change the conversation, just like talk about something else for a while or just let her wait in silence for a while, she'll eventually cut in, say it's um, from a scorpion I killed. Uh, a while ago, a few years ago. Um, It's made from the claw. It's got a good curvature. It resonates well. I used to be a Luther for Princep Fail. That was my profession, and now I play it instead. I've gone off making them. How's your... I mean, you're from the Spiderlands. I don't think that would mean anything to you. You could maybe find out about that place later. Yeah, I will. I will make note of it. Um, well, it is quite, quite a piece of art. Um, and you say it has good resonance, and uh, that is very obvious hearing you play. You have quite, quite... You are quite skillful. She kind of you... gives another one smile and says, "Thank you, but really, it's it's the violin that plays well." You said you couldn't leave him behind. I am. I mean, no pressure. I know. I know. We are just getting to know each other. But I am curious who him is. She again sort of freezes a bit at kind of being caught out in something or feeling caught out in something um but again like you're 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 patient you have time you have a kindly aspect to you and eventually she does unravel again because this is a person who has been holding a lot by herself for a long time and she says i it i just meant i couldn't leave it behind it reminds me of too much she is Definitely, by the way, lying, right? She is covering up a slit. You don't need particularly good social skills to notice that. Mm-hmm. It's very important to you. It is important to me, yes. I imagine it's the last violin I'll ever make. Wow. I feel like there's more that I should ask her, but I cannot. Um, I think at this point, let me see. Um, you can tell like the way that she talks about it it's clear that she thinks about it more as a person than as a thing you know Mm -hmm. and yeah like you're not you are from the spiderlands which means you're from kind of in many respects the other side of um scorpion country 
Um, and, but like, you're also aware that like scorpions are basically desert animals and you, and you don't know like enough about like the common wheel to know about like, you know, like specific places in it. But you do know that it's not really a desert place. Like the idea you have in your head is more like, you know, like meadows and hills and grassland. That could be fruitful. When you were a Luther, did you did you do a lot of traveling? Oh, no, 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 I, I never traveled. Not until I left. Oh, I see. Um whether were there many scorpions there, where you were? Her kind of like face falls. She's brought back to that memory, but kind of seized with the compulsion to talk about something that she hasn't talked about for a long time. She says, no, no, there weren't many scorpions, but there are enough. More than enough. Where are you, where are you from? I'm from the Spiderlands. We don't have scorpions, but... As a matter of fact, you do have scorpions um, oh. in bits of the Spiderlands. Um, okay. Just um, quite possibly not not where you're from. Um, mm. Spiderlands is a big place. We um, don't have scorpions that I know of. I'm sure there are some there, but... Um, well, you know the Twelve Years' War? Yes. I know of it. Well then, uh, that's when there were scorpions up in the Principality, um, Auxilians. You know what I mean when I say Auxilians? Um, of, co of course you do, of course you do. Um, out of character, Auxilians are, um, for the benefit of the listener at home, who has not necessarily been reading uh, Shadows of the Apt, um, mm -hmm. Auxilians are essentially soldiers of conquered peoples, um, slave soldiers in as much as anyone who isn't a citizen is a slave in the Lost Empire, so to speak. Um, in much, in much the same way that the spiders do, like, you conquer people, you send them away to conquer someone on the other side of the empire with the implicit threat of, if they do not do the conquering, their family will suffer, right? Mm. In very much the same way that the Romans did. Um, and, yeah. So, yeah, that's when there were scorpions up in her principality, when the invasion came. I see. Did you... The scorpion that you had... that you killed... Did you have to kill them in your escape? Is that... is that what happened? Hmm... And you know what? You, you just rolled a fucking seven on me. What am I supposed to do here? Ah, what I'm supposed to do here is... Hmm... Yes. Let's see what I can manage here. Ouch. I am spending a fate point to re-roll that. Um, mm. I'm spending it off a false friend. I, I think that's reasonable. Oh, I only get one fate point in the scene, though, because it's just you here. So that is my only fate point right now. And that is not enough. Um, I think it's enough to cut down your margin of success. Though. Okay, cool, cool. And I think you've had plenty already. Yeah. So I think at that point, like, she kind of, um, she kind of, like, you can see her physically, like, look over to her violin case. And then she says, I think you should go. Oh, of course. I do not want to overstay my welcome. 
It was lovely getting to know you, and I do hope that we will continue to be friends. She doesn't say anything more. She just kind of like stares at you until you leave. Which I will do. I am also going to mention how grim this is. That is made from a person's hand. <laughs> I mean, to be clear, there are like giant scorpions. Oh, right, a scorpion or scorpion kinden. Right, okay, that makes more sense. Cool, because I thought not like, a capital S. Yeah, the scorpions have like they have claws, but they're not that big. <laughs> oh, like scorpion, scorpion kinden's claws absolutely can be that big. <laughs> so, no, I, so I, fully, I fully thought this was going to be made out of people. That's where I thought this was going. <laughs> Mildly disappointed so that it was merely a scorpion. I mean, she technically has not, in fact, specified whether it is or not. <laughs> um. Hello from the future, everybody. I won't keep you long, but if you would like to listen to all of Bugs right now, as well as all of our other bonus episodes, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash coapcast and pledge just £1 a month to help us not sound the way that I sound in the rest of this episode. We'd appreciate it. And now, back to this. Well, you learned some things. I sure did. Mm. Um, And I will relate these things to my companions. Yeah. Um, I mean, time time is marching on. Um... You're not going to be here for, you know, super long. Um, probably just a few more days at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you have the opportunity to catch a few words with them individually, try and keep them updated. And are you looping in Hollis with what you learn? Um, I will tell him a bit. I will tell him that... The unusual material that the violin is made of is scorpion claw. And I will tell him that the violin means so much to her. And if there were any way that we could figure out the violin's properties without taking it from her, that might be preferable. Because I do genuinely also want to be her friend, and I would feel horrible learning all of this just to take the violin and for her to never want to speak to me again. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, Okay, okay. Hollis is pretty much happy at this point to be sliding back to the sidelines and let you deal with it however you deal with it. So I guess uh, asking the group at this point, um, just in terms of condensing various conversations that you get to have throughout the day, you know, what's the plan? What's the option? Where do you go from here? Well, Tavolo thinks it, still thinks it's a bit of an overreaction to be all There's spooky magic and we must take the scary violin. I think Lorca heard Vess say something about a prophecy that's worth discussing with Hollis yeah um, I'm going to kind of like say that this is you know a, a day and night's worth of like intermittent chat right so Hollis 
if you can like when you lay hands on him again is perfectly happy to kind of at least assert um that when he says prophecy um you know he he like prophecy is overselling it divination might be more of a more of a more of a accurate term for it you know it's 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 little better than a hunch that there's stuff going on here and it's worth looking into he seems he seems at least on the surface to be um being straightforward about this he doesn't have more was this his own divination or was he sent here to find whatever the prophecy was uh yeah he was he, he'll say that he was sent um he is not a good enough um he is not a good enough diviner by a long shot to get any useful like any useful direction whatsoever for a thing like you know a hundred miles away reasonable so where did the divination come from then um i mean you know it it came from it came from his mistress um makes sense uh hollis will at least offer to at least try since he since you know his part of the bargain is uh getting it away he's certainly willing to offer to like get uh to prepare um some sort of warded box for the thing so that it can be sent away safely ish and he kind of like just kind of notes offhandly that he's already kind of got a courier route for it so to speak he will get rid of it for you if you bring it to him but that remains to be seen one person will have to take the blame hollis if you get rid of this for us would you huh hmm you are the only one of us who has another employer. Kind of sucks his teeth. Um, just like, and just says, ooh, I, I do certainly have another employer. Um, mm, I'd be boxing myself in a bit. Uh, I mean, I'd rather not, but I guess i guess you sort of got me over a barrel haven't you um and he kind of shrugs and says if there's no other way then yeah i guess i can vanish with it i think that then is our best plan scale yes i need your opinion this this object do you think that it is dangerous? Do you think that it's too dangerous for Candea to have, to keep? I don't think I know enough about it. I think it's dangerous in the wrong hands, hands that don't know what they're doing with it, but it could be equally as dangerous in hands that do know what they're doing with it. All it was doing was casting some sort of shade seems I don't know is there a way that this could be 
taken care of in any other way than taking away this woman's precious thing. If we could... If, if there's some way we could uh, detangle the magic from the object, then it would just be the object. But I don't know how easy that would be. If we could take it, just just for a night. If we can secret it away, I can, I can try. I could use your help. I am only an illusionist, but I can give whatever power I can. Anything's useful, and it is only a violin. If it thinks an illusion is real, that might make it real enough to help. Then I will take it. I will sneak in into Candea's room, and I will, I will take it. All right. I take this uh, revelation to the rest of the group and say that myself and Scale want to see if we can do a ritual to look at it on another level. Tivolo looks kind of amused by the superstition of all of this. But, I mean, if you just want to swipe it for an evening, I can help. Is this scene the very same night after the show? I think so. Did Kandaya perform tonight? No, 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 by no means. Okay. If we can... See if we can do the ritual during the night and then get it back to her in the morning. Hmm. Hmm. Would I, just just from having been around camp and, you know, she's one of the known figures around camp, do I have a sense of whether she's a particularly nocturnal person? Um, she's quite nocturnal. She tends to be awake until quite late and she'll sleep until midday or so. Okay. So obviously we will not attempt this burglary yeah. during her habitual waking hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a reasonable thing to be able to just... But know. we will probably sleep late and rise late because, you know, there's a show. Yeah. So it's probably not that weird to be awake around our own campfire fairly late. Yeah, yeah that's reasonable. Um, so... Unless there's any kind of particular prep you need to do. In fact, what I think we'll do, we can say is, we can say that scale can be like preparing the ritual notionally. We'll come to it as a different scene, but scale can be preparing sure. the ritual as the rest of you are trying to, as the other two are trying to steal the thing. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. So, it is nighttime. It is well past midnight. A few hours until dawn. I think I said it was um, autumn, maybe? I forget. I also forget what time of year it is. It's a few hours. I remember it being dusk at about, you know, I think it's autumn, because I think we said it was that sort of length of day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that rings a bell. The sort of time of night where most people are abed, and the only people really out walking that much are the occasional pair of soldiers um, from the Wasp Empire sent to patrol 
this camp this camp on the border. Oh yes, so kindly protecting us. So kindly protecting. Um but smart enough to understand that too much extortion and petty thuggery uh, will see the only source of entertainment they have <laughs> not come back. So, relatively leashed as wasps as wasp patrols go, and also there's not that many of them. Sure. So, you find yourselves out towards that outermost circle of camps. Nobody's about there. Even the soldiers don't really bother coming out this far. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing between you and her little caravan. Okay. Um, so this is definitely a stealth approach. We are actively trying to avoid fighting. Mm -hmm. um, the first thing I'd like to do I'm not particularly hopeful about this, but my caravan has an escape hatch in the roof. Hmm. I would like to see if Kandaya's has been built with a similar hatch. I'll tell you what, I will give you that as a... a I can fly a, up and take a look, it's like not difficult for me to get up there. I'm sure you must have a thing that um, would be a good justification. Um, yeah, I guess you don't really have a aspect for it. Not really. I just have yeah. a, you know, being a bit of a rascal tendency, which is not strictly an aspect. Yeah, and also I can aspect. fly. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to do no. anything that is, for me, difficult. I literally want to fly up and see if there's a door on top. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, no, I'm just saying, to answer the question of whether or not there's a door, it's like, well, there's a door if you can vote for it. In that case, no, there isn't a door on the roof. Damn. Um, she doesn't need one. She doesn't fly. No, I wasn't, you know... I was expecting there probably wouldn't be, because as you say, she doesn't fly. Uh, no, it looks like you're going to have to go in the front way. Okay, I would like to use my blood sense to tell if Candea is sleeping. Oh, nice. that's really good. I think what that is, is a notice um, overcome, I guess? Yeah. Um, I guess create an advantage, actually, because, like, if she is asleep, that's an advantage for you. Um, but you get the plus two from Blood Sense. Yep. I broke even. A zero. Actually, no, no, wait, wait, sorry, I did the math wrong. Oh. It's plus two. Okay. Uh, so, at the moment, you're tied, which could get you a boost, um, which would probably mean that she's, like, sleeping lightly or something. Because um, we can reverse cause and effect, you see. Um uh, if you can boost this role, then you could um, uh, then you could have a as an aspect that she is. Let's see. Uh, no, I don't have anything that would work to boost. Okay, that's, that's fair. So, so she's probably sleeping lightly, right? And that's a um, that's a that's a that's a temporary aspect. You can kind of like hear her heartbeat and you figure she's probably dreaming, you know? Rather than a deep, deep sleep. In which case I will now attempt to enter her room. Uh, I will help with that. Um, I also... Is she apt or inapt? She's inapt, isn't she? Yeah, given that she's a grasshopper, she is almost certainly yeah. inapt. Also given everything... That she's a magician, apparently. 
<laughs> she's she's not one of which means her her door is not locked. It's not locked. It could be latched. It could but... be latched, but that's as good as it can be. Yeah. Which means some slipping of a thin blade and lifting it up along the crack of the door might be enough to open this door. Oh, would you like to give me a mechanics overcome? I would love to roll your mechanics. And I think this could only really be an average, right? Since it's literally, she's not apt. It can't Literally be. the best it can be is a latch. Yeah. Yeah. That is total of five. Total of five. Fantastic. That also gets you a boost. Um, uh, if Unless you have a particular idea, I think that's probably like something like without a trace, right? Like you're not leaving a sign you could you, you're like you can probably like put the latch back in rest it on the thing and then close the door properly so it'll slip yeah absolutely it's i haven't damaged it i can reset it when i leave silent as a shadow etc nice okay you have the door open i gives your locker a big thumbs up he gives an awkward thumbs up back with a little roll of his eyes and uh, Speaking of a little roll of your eyes, um, I'm not sure either of you have straight up uh, dark vision, do you? I do. I do not. Oh, you do? I do. Yeah, so you have dark vision. Um, to photo, I believe you don't, right? I do not have dark vision. I just have regular human level, not completely night blind, but no, I'm working by mm. star, possibly moonlight, and that's all I've got. Yeah. Obviously, inside, it's a lot darker. Super dark in there. Hmm. I suspect for you to operate in here, you're going to need a source of light. Or you're going to need to deal with the much more difficult task of finding it in the dark. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure I have some kind of, you know, candle or something. I mean, you can certainly have a candle. Not difficult to stick a candle in your pocket when you know you're going to go and do some burglary. Yeah. So, yeah. You have your candle. You're kind of looking around the room. She is kind of just like flat on her back and you need to find that violet uh, do you want to give me an investigate i think this is investigating or maybe burglary burglary also equally that's the same uh, i think you're overcoming and you have a light source so that's fine um the real question is like can you find it before you disturb her or sure. someone else notices that you're here i could definitely find it very quickly but i only have one fate point left I think that's a oh. fair roll, so plus two you're looking for. Yeah, let, let's try the the looking for it method first. Okay. Mm. I will attempt to look for a spooky violin. Can I aid? I also have burglary. Uh, yes, yes, you absolutely can. Mm, between us, that's a plus two, so it matches. Yep. Uh, which is tied. Okay. Get it at some cost. Hmm. I think realistically, uh, you've got a couple of boosts you could spend. So do you want to just like spend one of those to justify finding it real good? Or in fact, here's an op- here's an option. Oh, I've got I've got fake points on my own though. Hmm. Yes. Okay. 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 If you want to spend one of your boosts now, uh, either sleeping lightly or without trace, that can probably justify like you know finding it without waking her up or leaving evidence or anything bad. I happen. think I think without a trace works well. Opening it, finding yeah. and opening a case without making a sound, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, the room is quite bare, um, which makes it kind of baffling that you can't immediately spot it. But then you notice that her um, bedclothes drape off the edge of the bed. 
and she's tucked it up right next to her bed. You've found it, you've identified it, you've spotted it. Now all you need to do is take it and leave without her noticing. Can I use stealth for that? You can absolutely, I feel like stealth would be a perfectly good thing to use that I for. would like to try and use stealth for that. So I'm like, getting low to the ground and going forward, crawling forward and just pulling it back with me. Total of four. Okay. You are... What I'm going to do is, I'm going to say that gives you another boost. So I think probably just get back that without a trace. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, as you grab it, like, completely silently, completely, like, stealthily. But once your hand wraps around that handle, um, Loroka, you're a magician and you're not, like, naive, right? Yeah. One can assume that you were worried, that you would be concerned about the violin interfering? Yes. Okay. At which point, I think we're straight up um, making an opposed role, magic versus magic, as the violin tries to call out. You can hear it inside your head, and certainly she can too, as it tries to wake her up. Oh, fuck. Uh, okay, well, uh, I rolled terrible, so that's only a plus one. I think, basically, the good news is that because you've already succeeded at the stealth roll, even if she wakes up, you, Tavolo, can be, like, away before she can react. Sure. I can just flit out the door and be gone. Yep. Um, meanwhile, that is... That's my thing. Uh, what did you roll? Uh, plus one. I just rolled a five. Oh no! Oh. Now you do have those two boosts, both of which I think could definitely apply, which would bring you up to a tie. Um, although, of course, I'm now looking at mine and just going, yes, 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 I will absolutely be spending one. Uh, well, I mean, if you do, then I can absolutely spend one on false friend to, you know, have it be better at um, getting a hold of her. So right now, it's going to overcome and succeed with style. Uh, yeah, I would like to use my boost. Cool. Do you want to use them both? Uh, which would bring you up to equal to start with? Yes, please. And I will spend a fate point to knock that up, to use, using the false friend, using that connection between them to kind of like try and burn through your attempt to like, you know, silence it, to, to disrupt that connection. Right? It's a close connection. It's hard to disrupt. So that puts me at plus two against you. Neither of those cost you any fate points. You, you've got something... Uh, blood magic, maybe? Would bring you back mm. to a time? I think you should probably try that. Yeah, I'm going to invoke my, my blood magic to essentially try and try, try and misdirect the, the will Ooh. of the violin. Because you've tasted her blood. I have. You just kind of slip in, and it's it's talking to you. Yeah. Ah, I like that a lot. So with time, you succeed at a cost. <gasps> uh, at a minor cost. Um, hmm. I think I'm definitely out of like reasonable things to spend fake points on to boost this. So, <laughs> the cost is that you're you're muddying in in your kind of inner reservoirs, right? In your mind palace. 
you're kind of muddying the her her blood's like signature with your own, right? And so you won't be able to like draw on her blood again because you only ever got a small sample and you've kind of just confused it deliberately. Right? Yeah, and that's I think that's a reasonable minor cost, right? You you burn through like your ability to use her blood. Okay. Um. So yeah, you just trick it basically. Right. It thinks that it's waking her up desperately, and you are just, you can hear, like, terrible, like, heart-wrenching notes of alarm. And I mean notes, I mean literal, like, musical notes, like a, like a, like on a violin, right? You can hear it playing, like, this terrible song of fear and, and awfulness. But it's just coming through to you. It's quite alarming. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think at this point, you can slip softly away. Yeah, we do that. You have been listening to Banjax's Unbelievable Gear Chain Circus. Your performers were Ben as Salve Tavolo, Moss as Vesperia of Tisano, Chris as Elegant Scales, and Haz as Lotka the Disabarous. Narration, editing, and composition was provided by me, Mel, and the setting is used by kind permission of Adrian Tchaikovsky, whose writing can be found wherever books are sold. Now if I was a spooky violin, where would I be?